Good afternoon. We welcome you to this special service of remembrance. And like each of you here, you are here today because you lost someone very important to you in the last 12 months. I know I did. I know a woman that my wife Debbie and I impacted the life of our children, passed away last March. Some of my mentors are no longer with us. And you who are here lost friends, lost a dad or a mom, a brother or sister, a son or daughter, a grandma, a grandpa. For each of us, the, the time that we have had to uh, continue to grieve has been one that I'm sure has been difficult, especially in this season. We decided to do this service because Pastor Josh and I probably did the majority of services that are represented in, on this day. And some of them had only three or four people because that was the restriction. Some couldn't have more than 10 people. Some maybe 25. But for many of you, you weren't able to express some of the things you wanted to say those days with others who were in attendance. And I, I appreciate many in the, in the congregation today who have come just to support those who have lost friends as well and family members. Today is going to be a day not only to reflect and remember, but also to celebrate. Celebrate the fact that we have a living hope. And so we come today as those who do not have hope, but look forward to the future that we have. Throughout the day, because we had over 60 people who passed away in the last 12 months, we are going to spend at least three times during the time where there's going to be their names read and, and a bell played just in their honor. And believe me, I know each of those have special memories for, for most of us here. So this is a service of relying on that, the dignity. For those who are watching, I know we have folks that are literally coast to coast watching us uh, via our live stream today. Know that we're praying for you as well. So as we begin this day, I've asked my wife to read a portion of scripture and then pray for us. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me, in the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Shall we pray? Lord, we are so grateful for your love for us, for your tenderness that you are our shepherd, that you do lead us beside still waters. 
Lord, we are also very grateful for this time that we can gather. Lord, you know the pain that it's been during this pandemic of losing a loved one and not really able to celebrate the life in the way that we wish we would have. We thank you that we have this opportunity today. And Lord, as we remember, we know the hearts of so many are still grieving and hurting. We pray that you would minister to them today in a very special way. And Lord, most of all, we ask that through this afternoon that we would give you glory. So we just commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Though we've been living in what seems to be very uncertain times, we know that we have a God who is faithful and true. If you're able, will you stand with me as we together sing, Great is Thy Faithfulness.
Dorothy Besteman. Linda Burns. Arlene Cook. Carol Curtis. Kathy DeCorn. Josie DeVries. Ruth Graves. Kay Grundyke. Lois Howarda. Marge Kalkstein. Libby Nepper Mueller. Judy Kriegel. Maury Lehman. John Meisel. Mary Ellen Menard. Bernie and Carol Skipper. Ginny Smith. Bern Stat. Pat Sweats. June Rothberg. Jean Warner. Jim Whitford. Like Bruce had mentioned, there's going to be two other segments of names that will be showing up on the screen as well as we go on in the service. This morning, Tom spoke on peace in the service if you were here. And if you weren't here, I'm going to also speak on peace. It's going to be a little different than what Tom spoke on, but listen to these words. Jesus spoke, promising and continuing to comfort his friends for his impending death, resurrection, and ascension. This is what he says. Peace I leave with you. 
My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. The peace of Jesus is a gift that comes with the comfort of the shepherd. Being held by the creator and sustainer. The one who gives and the one who takes away. When a loved one passes from life on this earth to eternal life with Christ, we have the opportunity to embrace the peace that only Christ is able to give us. And as I was preparing for what to share this afternoon, I could only imagine the different emotions that are in this room, that are online. Some have lost loved ones maybe a year ago, and you've had many firsts, and you've experienced things that you had to experience. For others of you, you've lost loved ones just recently, and you've yet to come across some of those firsts. So whatever your particular situation, whatever your particular emotional state, I want to reassure you this afternoon that the peace of Jesus is being offered to you in your relationship to him. C.S. Lewis, in the book titled The Grief Observed, says these words. For in grief, nothing stays put. One keeps on emerging from a phase, but it always recurs. Round and round, everything repeats. Am I going in circles, or dare I hope I'm on a spiral? But if a spiral, am I going up or going down? How often will it be for always? How often will the vast emptiness astonish me like a complete novelty and make me say I never realized my loss till this moment. The same leg is cut off time after time. For some in the room, the loss of our loved one may feel just like Lewis describes, repeating, spiraling, vast emptiness. Well, I want to encourage you who are in this area of thinking and feeling, the Lord is near. He's beside you in your mourning. He's beside you in your loss. I encourage you to lean in to those feelings as you listen to these words from David in Psalm 34 that says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. God is always at work in the midst of loss. And while we can't always see his rescue plan, he is guiding and directing us to safe place. And that safe place is right next to him. God wants us to rely on his healing touch. And in a similar way, the psalmist writes in Psalm 147, the Lord heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. God is not only close, but he heals our broken hearts. He protects our woundedness. He does this through the relationship we have offered to us in Christ. And perhaps, like you, the imagery I go to is what Debbie had read a little earlier, and here's just a snippet of Psalm 23. He lets me lie down in fields of green grass. He leads me beside quiet waters. He gives me new strength. He guides me in the right paths for the honor of his name. And while these comforting passages encourage us, we're reminded that the pain of loss doesn't go away instantly, but God does offer a place to rest, and it's in Christ alone. Others in this room may be feeling sadness, but also some sort of relief because your loved one who put their faith in Christ, they no longer have suffering 
from pain or heart disease or Alzheimer's or a stroke or pneumonia or cancer or COVID or whatever else was ailing them. If you find yourself in this state, I encourage you to reflect on these words from Revelation 21. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. The promise of pain-free eternal life is a beautiful example of God's peace being displayed to your loved one in heaven. Jesus' healing power is all the more in heaven than on earth, as we're reminded of in Matthew 4, where we're told Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed. And And he healed them. While we don't have access to understanding why Jesus doesn't always heal our fleshly bodies on earth, we have this hope and this encouragement of heaven. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. What a joy it is to know that our loving Creator and Savior and Father in heaven heals. How much more are we promised healing in heaven? There are some here who were caught off guard that their loved one passed away when they did. Maybe there wasn't a terminal illness identified. Perhaps your loved one wasn't, was fairly young. Or maybe you were just not ready for God to take them to heaven. I'm in this boat myself with both of my parents passing. Not this last year, but in the last few years. So I can resonate with this one. Not yet. Why now? Well, we're reminded of the strength and the help that our God provides for our questions when we're weary. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Our loss, our pain, our struggles, our questions, all of which the Lord knows our hearts and our desires, he won't always give us the answer we're looking for, but he will always be there for us, no matter the circumstances. Wherever you are in the grief process, know that you're not alone. Why can I be so sure of saying that when you've lost your spouse or a parent or grandparent, a sibling, friend, Take these words in. Let them sink deep in. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We're considered as sheep to be slaughtered. 
No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither any height or depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. While death is a separation from loved ones here on earth, we can celebrate in the presence of Jesus in heaven. And as you've heard, and I've said, scripture after scripture after scripture, the Bible has lots of comforting passages for us who have experienced the recent death of our loved one. For those of us who are spiraling, for those of us who have some sort of relief, for those of us who are questioning, I hope these passages encourage you and give you peace. And I've got one more for you before, we, before I go on John 14. This is what it says. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus promises peace, his peace, to those who trust in him and put their faith in the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way to the Father's peace than through Jesus, our Lord. Amen?
And when I, I come to die, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, only, 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 only Jesus, you can have all of this world. Every day that I live is a day that I'll give my life to Jesus. I want Jesus. Oh, 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 oh. when I rise, when I'm alone, when I die. Russ. Raymond Frederick. Daryl Kaufman. John Kleiss. Donald Lautenbach. Shirley Lautenbach. Bob Morales. David Nordstrom. Betty Osbeck. Jean Rainville. Maria Schmid. Eleanor Teat. Mark Verwise, my name is Brett McCormick. My daughters, Emma and Ava, we are here in remembrance of mom and grandma, Glenda Bear, that we, we lost this past March. Um, Psalm 84 reads, How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out 
for the living God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. First Corinthians, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks, thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give, your, give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Philippians 1, 20 and 21. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Will you join me as we sing Amazing Grace?
Helen Marshall. Bryce Matson. Jim Alban. Glenda Bear. Anne Biondo. Sharon Bronsink. Mary Brower. Bob Bruner. Fran Chertos. Elmer de Ritter. Sandy Hagberg. Carol Hildall. Richard Ibera. Connie Johnson. Paul Knutson. Tom Sink. John Snook. Doug Steimers. Mary Tatman. Paul Veenstra. John Walker. Susan Wild. Ruth Wolpert. Dave Zylstra. He was gone.
his death hurt so deeply. A beloved friend, a brother, had suddenly entered eternity. The pain seared through their minds as they realized they no longer would be able to enjoy another walk together, another game together. They realized they wouldn't be able to sip tea and laugh about the old times. <laughs> they no longer had to put up with his silly jokes. But already they missed him. They missed him deeply. Why? Why did he have to die? Couldn't it have been prevented? The reality of death stings, doesn't it? It stings even when scripture says it shouldn't sting. Where, O oh, death, is your sting? But the reality of death also doesn't feel like such a victory sometimes, even though scripture says it is a victory. Sometimes we read in Psalm 116 what the psalmist says and says that it is precious in God's sight, the death of his saints. How can that be the case? Especially on a day like today, as questions continue to bombard my mind and my brain. If only I had done this, if only I would have spent another time where I would have shared how much I loved them. If only I would have done this, if only I had done that. But now, He's gone. The funeral's over. The body's in the grave. If only. But, but, Jesus is here. But Jesus is here. He sees our pain. He feels it and he weeps. He has, he has the stone moved, and then he shouts. And resurrection happens. The dead come to life, and there is our brother Lazarus. Jesus had promised that he was the resurrection and the life, and those who believe in him, though they were dead, yet shall they live. For whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Wow. Mary and Martha and all those friends and all those people standing by saw the literal resurrection of Lazarus. Just think a little while later. As Josh was sharing from the 14th chapter of John, that was the upper room. Shortly, Jesus would go to the cross and die, for in Adam all die. But what happened? Jesus died for our sins because of the sins of Adam that we all carry with us. But in Christ, what does it say? In Christ, we shall all be made alive. Alive. 
And Jesus proved that very fact, for on the third day he was raised from the dead and showed himself to the disciples, to Mary, to so many others, 500 plus. They saw the resurrected Lord. Isn't it something that we would love to see? What we love sometimes to see our loved one resurrected? I watched some of those pictures and I just started to, to grin. I started to think about such great times and the impact people had on my life. Do you know, Paul wrote that without the resurrection of the dead, we would be, of all people, the most miserable. Think about that. Sure, we're grieving, we hurt, it's painful, but we have hope of resurrection. Biblically, we see not only in Lazarus, but what Jesus accomplished, that reality. And so when we see the fact that Lazarus was raised from the dead, Jesus was raised from the dead, and others, we see the hope that we have as well in the resurrection, the joy of the resurrection. You know, it says that we are all dead. We are all dead in our trespasses and sins. So guess what? We're remembering those who have physically died here. But guess what? Each and every one of us are dead. We are dead in our trespasses and sins. But in Christ Jesus, what? We can all be made alive. We can all be made alive. And that is why we read earlier that in Adam all die, but in Christ shall all be made alive. Christ, through his death, through his resurrection, offers to everyone the free gift of salvation. The fact that though we were dead in our sins and the wages of those sins brings death, the gift of God is eternal life, resurrected life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. When Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life, he that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. He said one more thing. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? Are you sitting here or in your home or somewhere, and do you believe in the hope of the resurrection? Jesus was there. He loved so much that he died for us. Why? Because he loves us. He wants a personal relationship with us. Why? So that we can be raised to new life. Listen to what Paul says again from the 15th chapter of the book of 1 Corinthians. Beginning at verse 16, he says, For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are all people to be pitied. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. So did you see Paul's thinking? If Christ had not been raised, what are we doing here? We'd be of all men and women to be pitied, but the fact is, the hope is, we know Jesus is alive and we can live forever. And for those who lost someone this year, have the hope in Jesus. 
have the hope that you'll see them again. If they knew Jesus, and as I look through those people, wow, what amazing stalwarts of the faith. They're going to look forward to seeing us someday. And if you know Christ, they'll say, where have you been the last few minutes? You know, the, the girls read better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. You know, the fact is, is that, that one day is like a thousand years. In the book of Philippians, a verse that wasn't read, it said, we'll be better by far. <laughs> Isn't that great? Isn't that exciting when we think, because he is alive, we will live as well. Live each day knowing that truly there is victory. Knowing in the midst of the loneliness, the pain, the grief, there is Jesus. There is resurrection. Those who believe in him will never die. Do you believe this? Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to be together today and the hope we have the hope we have in the resurrection. Lord, that's why we can celebrate today because our loved ones who are in Christ are celebrating today. They are with you. They are enjoying whole bodies, renewed bodies, resurrected bodies. And Lord, we still groan in the flesh in these earthly tents that continue to waste away so that we too can have the living hope of being with you for eternity. And even as Mary and Martha and their grief wondered where Jesus was there, Jesus, you were there all the time. And you're there all the time for us. We thank you that we have a living hope. That though we groan like this roof groans, we groan for the fact of heaven. What we want to see you someday face to face. Lord, you truly are amazing. You truly are faithful. And Lord, how great, how great you are. In Jesus' name. Will you stand with me one more time as we sing about that great hope and sing about our great Savior, how great thou art.
Thank you. Thank you for letting us be part of this service with you. Thank you for joining with us here. Every service I do, I oftentimes, before the service begins, thank the family for inviting us in, inviting us to be part of your lives, part of your story, part of your, sometimes we call it closure. It's not always closure. And I know that full well, and I know many of you know that full well. But I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for being online. Thank you for um, being able to sing with us, to pray with us, to read the scripture with us. And I just pray that this has been a time where you can reflect, where you can remember, where you can cherish your loved one who you've lost, loved ones who you've lost. But I know that it doesn't end there. And so I want to continue to invite you to let us be part of your story. So I never introduced myself. I'm the care pastor at Calvary Church. And uh, I get to help care and love for those who are going through difficult times, those who have joyous times, but usually it's difficult times and oftentimes loss because of death. And so I want to invite you, if you have more conversation you'd like to have with our department, with our church, with Bruce, um, that please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, to me, to our department and the care department, uh, to Bruce, um, to any of us. Uh, there's an email that you can uh, email us at care at calvarygr.org. If you have a discreet kind of thing you want to say or if you want to just call our office to let us know how we can pray for you, how we can help encourage you, how we could counsel with you, how we can grieve beside you. Because again, if your loved one passed a year ago or a month ago, or if it's been many years since you've had other loss, we want to walk with you. We want to guide you. We want to shepherd you. As the Lord does to all of us. So I hope you leave today with hope, with encouragement, with peace. That God is the God of all. He is a God who loves and cares and walks with us. At all times and in all ways. Would you bow your heads and I'm going to close this in prayer and close this service. Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for each person who's gathered in this place, for each one viewing online. God, you know about every detail about us and those we've lost. God, thank you for knowing us and being near to us in our time of need. God, thank you for giving us your never-ending encouragement your perfect peace, your eternal hope. God, it's only through Jesus we can gain access to the Father. God, and if our loved one had a personal relationship with Christ, we celebrate and trust they have full access to you. Thank you, God, for offering this free gift to each one of us here in this room, here watching this service. Father, I pray that if there's anyone listening today who does not have a personal relationship with you, but God desires your free gift. All they need to do is declare Jesus is Lord and believe in their heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. That's all you ask of us for eternal life. Lord, I pray for comfort, joy, and peace as we reflect on the lives of our loved ones. Although they're greatly missed, we're blessed by the memories they've left for us. And we thank you, Lord, for the life you've given us. God, so we go from this place knowing, Father, that you're present with us, that you encourage us, that you love us, that you surround us. 
God, you never leave us. You never turn away from us. You encourage our lives to live fully trusting in you. God, guide us as we go forward. Lead us into deeper relationship with you. We ask this in the holy and precious and loving name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Have a blessed, blessed afternoon.